And now, No Hope, the podcast. Murder, monkeys, and musical theater. And now for the stuff that we hate. <laughs> um, this is going to be... I mean, I love to love stuff, but yeah. it's so fun to well, hate stuff. Actually, yeah. I was going to start... We, we, we kind of already said this, but I was going to start by saying, like, I found this to be a weirdly... Like more difficult task than I thought. Like I generally love to hate. Like yeah, full stop. You definitely like can. I'm a curmudgeon. But like, you've always I, been a nasty person. <laughs> I don't, I, that might be a little strong. But I mean, I don't think. But it's, um, I, I think it's accurate. Uh, I think most people would say that it was accurate. Let, just, go, go. Uh, talk. I wish you could see the look talk. I'm giving you right now. Um. I mean, just and I think part of the reason is because I love musicals. So first, I made the list of all the musicals that I love, which was a like huge. And then I was like, well, let me like write the list of musicals that I dislike. And it was not very long. Well, because also like I think it's like I didn't want to like put things down that are just like bad, bad because like that seems kind of boring. I right. Like, I think so. Right. I'm like, well, what am I really want to comment on? And so I was like, well, let, let me focus more on like commercial theater, where I feel like. You know, it's fairly successful commercially, but like I, I just disagree that it's like a good show. So that was sort of like the lens that I was putting. Right, on right, right, right. I mean, hate's a strong word. It is. Yeah, a I was going to say. I was, not, I mean, um, and I was always taught that growing up as well. We yeah. detested thing. We wait. What did my mother make us say? <laughs> you detest them strongly, mm. but you don't hate. Them. Well, that's how I felt here. It's okay. like I don't. I, I didn't want to use the word hate because, uh, like, as we know, having done this for sixteen years, like writing a musical is like a sisyphean task it's, it's a like it's a, it's a shit, ton, shit of work. ton of work so to just like hammer down on any of this work is like not it just doesn't feel right but so it's kind of like overrated mm-hmm. is it uh, that's yeah. that's that's a, a an yeah, accurate maybe. description i think for probably mine as well um mm-hmm. which is going to be i think really fun to talk about okay go, all right go. anyway what is it so what is it? having said that having said all of that uh drum roll please the first musical that i dislike is wicked which i was like i feel like right out of the gate it might be controversial so i went to this show or wait do i need to let you react no i i I, look i (laughs) don't i don't love it but Mm. i definitely like it Mm -hmm. and i think well i'm I'm interested to see what you're going to say because there are you can't deny some there are some moments in that fucking show i can't deny those moments okay yeah so talk about why why do you think it's overrated yeah so i i went to the show first of all i went to the show like expecting to like it so i feel like part of the problem here could just be like a it's like a expectation aligning with reality it's, it's, sort of it's situation a 12, it's a 12 monkeys moment i have to tell a, a, a quick tangent scott mcclain we and it's i like were so monkeys. excited about the brad remember that brad pitt movie 12 monkeys brad pitt and bruce oh, willis it's no, like weird futuristic it. something or whatever you know, I saw and it. scott saw it first of course because he lived in new york and i think mm. i lived in ohio and or maybe i lived in la but he saw it and he was like oh it was terrible brad pitt was terrible the mm. whole movie did none of it made any sense and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see it anyway. And I went and I thought it was really good. Mm. And I this was the first time yeah. I think that I consciously thought like 
the expectation oh, is yeah. so important, very important, which is Bo- I think on both sometimes yeah, like in, in that situation you expected to hate it. I expected it was like, going to be lousy, uh-huh. and that if I found any joy in it whatsoever, yeah. I was going to be fine with that, you know. And and obviously the opposite happened. Yeah. And I think that harkening back to my favorite musical of all time, Hedvig, yeah. one of the things about it is that I knew so little. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. what I was getting into and that that, that element of surprise. And so well, that I can is, understand what you're saying. About- that's the approach that I actually have taken to like seeing theater for the last two or three years. Like I tend to go in like not knowing anything, trying yes. to see stuff as early as possible, like usually like late in previews if possible or like right after it opens. I don't read any reviews. And I just I hope to like know as little as possible because the moment like people start reaction. like inundating you mm-hmm. with you have to mm-hmm. see it you have to mm-hmm. see it you you don't want to see it anymore yeah it was like that's how yeah like anyway, the last okay. thing I just saw was Slave Play and I hadn't I didn't know anything about it like literally didn't even know the basic premise for the play and I like loved it so of course now you haven't seen it and you're gonna go expecting to like I'm, I'm already expecting you. to hate it actually because oh, okay. I saw an interview with the writer and I was like oh my god you're so obnoxious and, and so yeah. Okay, so talk to us about why yeah. this. I mean, I don't. I mean, this is on my dislike list, so I don't have a like personal, a lot of personal connection to this. Other having, other than having seen the show. So. And when did you see it? And uh, who was in it, it was shortly after. And I can't say shortly because I don't think I saw Kristen Chenoweth in it. But uh, it was like early into the Broadway run. I would say within the first year. Okay. Um, was Adina in it? She was. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you saw? Yeah, it was early. You in saw the, the big guns. I saw the big guns ish. Okay. Although I would have preferred that Adina was out and Kristen was in. But okay. Ooh. Anyway. Wow. So yeah. So first of all, like, because music is always like the like thing for me with a musical, um, and I find the score to be like totally hit or miss. Like, there's a couple songs that I knock it out of the park. That. I would They're agree with super that. effective, Some but of it then is as a really whole, forgettable. I mean, I just remember like, the experience of watching it and being like, whew. Another clunker, another clunker, another clunker. So I went back and actually looked at the track list, like preparing for this. And I'm like, no, I I feel strong with this decision. I'm like, there's like three or four good songs. And the rest of it is just kind of feels like filler to me. And what, what are the three or four good songs? Um, I mean, obviously, Define Gravity. I, mean, I tell people, like, see this show. See this show. It is worth it for the end. Like, the the first act ending is, like, undeniably amazing. It's a brilliant moment of musical theater. Like, see it for that. Honestly, I wept. I wept. <laughs> I was in London. I totally fucking had a breakdown. I was with, like, a so colleague. And I was just, like, trying like, to, like, maintain <laughs> some composure because I was just like, yeah. this is so amazing. It is. It is amazing. And, and, um, and then after the, the thing came down and I was, like, trying to, like, wipe my eyes, like, subtly and not let him see. And then I looked. And, of course, you know, he's a fucking actor, so I should have yeah. known better. And, of course, he was like, oh, my God. And he was, like, going through the same thing. And I was like, oh, I should have just let it out. out. Right. But that, mo- I mean, that moment in that yeah. musical is. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. But you should, like it's I like, said, it's, it's a, a first actor. Just yeah. go to that act. Don't go back for act two. Totally. It's, act two is over. Yeah. And for the first act, it's popular too, I think. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I yeah. I mean, so. it has Does it to. have, oh, it doesn't uh, have the. For the, good is, I'd it, say like, that's like a, yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah, and uh, I would agree. that's near, but that's near, that's like near the end. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, so that's literally the only so, uh, uh, semi okay so, thing about the second act is that is song. That song, even that song is yeah. like it, that could that song yeah. could literally be in, in any, any musical. Correct, uh, it's pretty any, generic. Yeah, it's extraordinary. So I basically generic. feel like the score is like fucking cats because it's like it's got to find gravity. 
It's like memory, Ooh. like writing its shitty score off of. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm sorry. I've cats never seen being, cats, and I'm I mean, hoping don't. not to see cats. Although I do remember actually making an agreement <laughs> yeah. with Michael and Cody to go to get really wasted and then go see. Oh, cats, I feel which like it might the be only fun way that to, I would like, do that. You know, like, not that I've ever done any such or like thing. An like, take mushrooms or something. Oh, something. Mushroom, cats yeah. on mushrooms. That would be the, the last time that I t- that I ate mushrooms and saw a movie like a was Fantasia at the IMAX theater oof. in like 2001 at a matinee. It was not no, to say that sure that a went good well. idea. <laughs> it was not a good idea walking and those that those theater oh like God. is you know how steeply like, it's raped right and you like and there's all of these children just like <laughs> screaming everywhere because like every 10 seconds right. children are <laughs> screaming and you're like tri- it was it was difficult it was difficult but ultimately satisfying you know that sounds um deeply unpleasant <laughs> um um okay so yeah score i just am like no uh and then story the story so I the get. Story. So no, no, no. Hear me. Hear okay, me out. Okay. Like I get why the show is as, as successful as it is. Um, it's like a rewriting of the Wizard of Oz narrative, which is you know in and of itself, obviously immensely popular. Um, and then there's the focus on the friendship between the two women, which is very like quote unquote modern. Well, and the uh, rewriting yeah. of the character, yeah. like that we. Are, it's Correct. Like, it's a, that's but, but the so, most. That's that's the most interesting thing about the book, yes, right? Is this the premise, huge pivot? The premise, totally on our expectations. Of the a premise, character. totally. But that's really my my main beef. Is like I had read the book, so again, case of expectations. But I had read the book beforehand, and in the book, the Wicked book, Elphaba, she's pretty cynical. She goes insane. She generally actually becomes wicked, and she fucking dies. So. <laughs> None of that is true in the musical. Wow. Like, all of that has changed. Oh and then you've God, got these two characters that. that are basically, like, both heroines. And right. Like, so it's just, like, very Touchy musical theater. theater try, happy, and so happy. And it's a gag. And again, I saw it pretty early in the Broadway run. And even then, there were, like, gaggles of tween girls. Like, every time Adina, like, sang, like, hello. You know, it's like <laughs> they were, like, giving her a standing O. It was just... A lot. So I think the fact that I read the book and it was like this darker character and then it's like Adina well, screlting and everyone like, Bleh! and it's like not dark. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it, like by the end when the character pops out of a trap door in the stage, I wanted to like scream, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so again, I don't even remember the second act, honestly. Well, for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I remember them like running, like behind. (laughs) There was a lot of running. Yes, running. You know, fleeing on stage is always such a fascinating thing to watch, isn't it? You're just like running from stage right to stage repeatedly. God, it's it's so exhausting. I'm like, I don't think you like this musical as much as you think you do. (laughs) So anyway, like I get it. So in general, it's like I get it. I get it. Like the point here was to make commercial theater. And, like, the little girls aren't going to like it if the heroine dies. But it's, like, for me, it's, like, I don't give a shit. Like, Bambi's mother died. And that was, like, a well, freaking Disney movie. Exactly. Like, but you're that, going to the theater is, to be these moved. These are different like, times. Oh, these are different times. Know, they but, wouldn't make Bambi today. Well, of course they, they would wouldn't. They would rewrite it if they re-fucking well, I don't know. And Lion it. King. It insane. You well, know. That's true. James Earl Jones dies. That's true. That's mm. true. 
Anyway, so I just felt like the, I feel like the whole thing's kind of lazy, and it's just like but that's a, that's blatant. an inciting. James Earl Jones dying mm. is an inciting event, though. Whereas mm. like having someone die at the end character. of something is is far more difficult for an audience to accept. Well, in our first not seen musical called oh, Dose the Musical, right. we killed off our protagonist. We in the did end. at an accidental <laughs> heroin, heroin overdose. overdose. <laughs> So that's further to we my final plot. We even got a one of those. Um, it was from I think Law and Order. It was, it was a, a, a syringe that you could oh, plunge yeah, into right. your arm, and the the needle went inside the syringe. So it really looked Gee, like she was plunging heroin uh, into her I arm. I really don't understand how we haven't been able to quit our day jobs. I know and make, that and make that, money off of that one thing. is someday going to have an yeah. enormous presence. What dose, enormous dose, dose the yes, musical exactly. with the tagline? Exactly. Everybody's got a vice. Everybody's got a vice. It's both oh, a, a verb and, and a. a now yeah. i don't know anyway well that was really the last point i was gonna make is like i mean who's laughing all the way to the bank i mean <laughs> and it you know it's to say some like, positive things about it yeah obviously it did it it didn't make adina menzel's career right she was in rent. no i mean she was in rent she that, was already, that made her career that probably like put her into a different like echelon yeah, yeah okay. stratosphere okay but i would argue but, like and kristen chenoweth pro- too Kristen Chenoweth, already... yeah, she already had won a Tony for oh, okay. Charlie Brown before that. I will, that actually was, I was going to say that is my final footnote here is I am deeply obsessed with Kristen Chenoweth. She's amazing. I love her and everything she's ever done, including this uh, and including the gay cruise I was just on in, in August where she performed in like a rainbow sequin mini dress and like totally got the gig and was like, generally fabulous and i love her she's so she a, is exempt from she, any criticism here of the larger work wicked she is an <clears throat> odd character like she's sometimes insane. i love her I, and I think she's only way. becoming more insane yeah and sometimes i look at her and i think that she's um amy sedaris sedaris totally like well, they, she, they seem like they're they, becoming like they like are very she's similar becoming her they or, do weird like, little like character roles. transmutational thing yes yeah um, what was I going to say? Oh, Kristen Channel with you. If you're not following her on Instagram, you should. I don't think I'm okay. following her on Instagram. She did, she did like a short video recently where she was like showing the proper technique to like putting together a Slurpee from a 7-Eleven. I was like, I could watch this. <laughs> yeah, like that days. sounds like Amy Sedaris. That's so <laughs> just bizarre and yeah. strange. But it's like Amy Sedaris is like. Sedaris. Sedaris is playing. Like, did I say Sedaris? I don't know. I don't no. know. I, wasn't, I don't. I tend to not l- listen to you whenever possible. Um, <sighs> so did you? So you, you you saw this in? I saw it in London. London? Yes. Was there any um, like, names in it? Or? No, no. I had no idea who anyone was. Okay. Um, I and the the woman who was working with us for as a casting director for Blue Man mm-hmm. also cast um, that and had been working on Wicked for like years. Mm-hmm. So we got really great seats. And, you know, theater is actually cheaper in London than it is in New York. Yeah, it's it like, is. I, the, mm-hmm. the seats were like 60 pounds. So mm-hmm. that was what, like 80 bucks maybe Yeah, or I saw like a really bad, uh, uh, oh God, what was it? What's that famous Barbra Streisand music? Oh, Funny Girl? Funny Girl. You, yeah, saw we that. saw Funny Girl in you London. Did? It was a couple the, years back. It was terrible. Top, like it's it was on all... my list, actually. <laughs> yes, because it was awful. And was, I was like, these... is this just good because well obviously there's some amazing songs but yeah. it was it just good because barbara streisand did it probably because it was a terrible whoever show. was in whoever was in that lead role could not carry that show mm-hmm. like there was it no seemed, carrying maybe going we on. saw the same person because it seemed like an understudy it 
I mean, and if it, it wasn't, you're like, I don't understand how they got the money together to produce yeah. that show. And it was a lot of like British actors doing really bad, like Brooklyn accents. Yeah, it was it, it was, was terrible. And the theater was enormous. There was the set pieces looked like they were from Guffman. Oh, 100%. like they were literally like the tiniest little weird flats that moved around. And you're like, this is supposed to yeah. be like a. I mean, this was yeah. a huge no, no, theater. No. It was like 1,800 people yeah. in that. It was like thing. totally ratchet. So this, is a, this is a very big digression, but you just said Guffman. Like a friend of mine right before I came over here texted me. There was like a, it was something on Twitter. It was like um, video footage of a community theater production of uh, Princess Diana, the musical. I was like, I need to watch this like a hundred times. Cause this is a like, real thing. It was a real, I mean, I think so, but it like legitimately looked like waiting for Guffman deleted scenes, you know, like this bulging river. Uh. <laughs> That song is one oh. of the best. What bulging? Uh, yeah, it's I mean, amazing. I, it's, it's hard to believe it it's didn't amazing. make the cut, but it's, it's probably too long for the final cut of the movie. It, yeah, <laughs> but it is shocking that it didn't make it. It is very shocking. Um, I mean, is so that, is that a wrap on Wicked? I mean, I think so. I think we've covered everything. Like, what else can we talk about? There's one. I mean, it's been incredible. It opened. Oh, I should have said it opened in 2003, but and And so it's been running for 16 years. I mean, this this is another thing that I always think about, even though this is yes, overrated. Oh, there's a good message in it. We forgot about that. There's a message of empowerment of of uh, of uh, obviously female empowerment, but there's also a message of like what happens when you call things people the other. Like, oh no, I like I get it. I think that's why I was so disappointed in it. Is the premise is spot on. I just feel like the execution was like lazy and it in, but, the, re, in the recrafting of her character to like not no, no, actually no, be wicked. I was like, mm. but as you said, it, what it, what it it's did is because it makes you, it makes it something that everybody can see. Mm-hmm. It, it lasts for a long, long yep. time and it employs a fuck ton of people sure. and gives a sure. lot of people, especially women, this opportunity to to go through Broadway and be yeah. that role and then go on tour and yeah. you know so I it can obviously all exactly of that. exactly all that's of the that. thing I'm just I'm just yeah, no, reiterating the reiterate respect mm-hmm. the respect that that you have to have for things even when you don't like it you totally. know I mean absolutely complete respect um as a okay as just to put a final period on it they did a 15 year like TV thing last year to like celebrate having been running 15 years on Broadway, that, I, watch I watched it. it and I was like, yeah, I still, still don't you like still this. Like okay. okay. Again, with the okay. exception of Kristen Chenoweth and Divine Gravity. Popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and glance. Ooh, I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair. Well, this is going to be interesting. I don't know, but I think... You do like this musical. Oh, God. Um, so this will be fun because uh, <laughs> you definitely know it. I th- and I think pretty sure you mm. like it. I Also, I would imagine of absolutely no surprise to you, this musical is what I consider to be one of the most overrated, if not the most overrated musical that I know of, mm. which is fucking Sweeney Todd, <gasps> the demon barber of Fleet Street. This, this was... is the biggest oh, pile God. of shit we that have I have ever when I, I know granted there is an expectation thing that I have to say out, outright because so many people had told me that I would love this show it's, and that it was right yeah. up my alley which is true I mean oh I even wrote down the things the things that I love 
which I'm probably not going to be able to find. But can I, can I mean, I just murder, obviously, cannibal. Oh, yeah. Death, murder, cannibalism, yeah. obsession, like right uh, up, fucked up relationships, unrequited love, all of these things I love. But I just think it is an overrated, like long, exhausting piece of musical theater shit. Wrong. That's what I think. You know, if I hadn't talked about Ragtime, I was going to talk about Sweeney Ugh. as my, I was actually, one of my favorite musicals. Because you've seen it like 35 times or something, right? No. But you no. saw it, you saw it at the Pie Factory. Yes, I saw the most recent production, the at one Barrow that's Street like the, Theater. the site specific sort of thing. And then the um I saw Did you the, have a pie? I did have a pie. How was it? It's like when in Rome, you got to have the pie. I mean, it was it was good. Did you have a pie at Waitress? Actually, no, I didn't. I didn't either. And I also didn't have the was it chili at Oklahoma? Uh, I didn't have the chili at Oklahoma. Yeah. Um so wait, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Borough Street Theater production a little okay. bit, just because I, I also didn't see saw it. the. Uh, you should have. Did you not see the um, John Doyle one? I think it was John Doyle, right? Because they all play the instruments, and uh, Patty Lapone was in it. We played God, the tuba. I did not go to see because I literally could not see something that Patty Lapone was in. <laughs> oh I, my! I saw her in God. Gypsy, and I was so fucking done. I was like, I don't need to see this woman scream anymore i can't take it i mean it. you are you are just trying to be difficult i'm not trying to be difficult these are my how, true honest i promise I don't think, you i feel I like this is you this being up. like i don't like dolly parton oh, like like audrey mcdonald and um patty lapone i like beloved across the board Everyone there are is, there are like what eight billion people on the planet like mm-hmm. seven billion of them love dolly parton yeah if two million liked either of those other people, I would be shocked. I'm just saying it's that level of like understanding, like that these are like. I mean, I would say more on Audra than than Patty. I could see how people could like take her or leave her. Patty, I am like, yes. I happen to be of the camp of I love her. Yes, yes. So, but you saw, so you saw Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle. Yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He sang that hideously horrible song, uh, Johanna. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, if you it said literally maybe, makes you want to like fucking poke my eyes out every time I hear I that song. I love that song. I feel you, Joanna. I feel you. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like awful. overdone for auditions. It's, but it's so like, awful. Like maybe the only one I could maybe like excise from the score that I'm kind of whatever about is like Green Finch and Linnet Bird, you know the sort of like uh, sort of that the ingenue Joanna sings when Ugh. she's like trapped in her. I mean, honestly, I don't even remember. I do. So I want to say I want to say how I was introduced to All right. to it, and and I would like this to is, know how this you is possibly. Bad. I will say this is bad. So the first time that I ever saw the musical was via the watch tim burton movie which is a which i think is really bad that was a huge mistake um and you know because obviously casting people who can't sing mm-hmm. to be lead roles in a musical is is an odd choice i think personally um but uh but then i saw a production in london and it mm-hmm. was it featured um the woman who plays uh is it Dorothy Umbridge in Harry Potter. She's like the 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 really evil headmistress that comes in when Dumbledore oh, okay. gets kicked out. Yeah, and, and I, from having seen the play, I know and she's great. About, but... Like she's amazing. Um, and she was the only thing in that production that was good. I hmm. mean, it was so 
I, you know, these are the things I didn't realize um, a lot of stuff like I like when Hal Prince directed it. And the reason that he got into it was because he saw it as like the way that the, um, you know, technology, technological revolution, industrial revolution was like hmm. kicking, you know, machining these people into nothingness and soulless or hmm. something like that. That, that I that was in the um, uh, yeah, it turns out that the the current factory turns out sorry soulless defeated hopeless people hmm. that was his vision of this thing because he wasn't as interested in telling this story um when stephen sondheim came to him in sort of the straight way of delivering it as it as it were he needed this other metaphor to sell it to him which hmm. i thought well that's interesting yeah i never heard of that but it didn't really you know so anyway that was very present in the london production for sure it was very like dark and this like it felt very much machiney machiney mm -hmm. machine like um the guy who played the lead role was apparently like a big like english soap opera actor what um i know i mean i didn't know who he was and i mm -hmm. couldn't tell you his name but he he was just i didn't like him at all but i didn't like the musical i just find it exhausting the one thing about it that i do love is not while i'm around which is a beautiful song it's a beautiful song um which to me feels completely out of place in that show it, i feel like it's just this weird little moment of like beauty in it otherwise just like like i said just a terrible terrible show um, nothing is interesting about it. Nothing is, I couldn't tell you one other song. Like literally I've seen it now twice. I listened to a little bit of it last night to try to, you know, or Friday night to get ready for this. Yeah. And I still couldn't tell you how anything goes. Like literally I couldn't but hum a melody. I from think you. why it's such a strong score. It's just like this very cohesive whole. And it's like beautiful, but also dark and it's like tonal, but there's like just enough like, dissonance like it's like and all i love all the like interstitial music and then there's like and that, there's like weirdly beautiful passages of the score when like when the throat gets cut and you you know and the the body goes down the chute and, and that's like a juxtaposition with like this like beautiful haunting music so goodbye joanna you're gone and yet you're mine I'm fine, Joanna. I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not really like song, book. It's like a, it's, it's a, you know, it's it, the sum of its parts. It's me. interesting that I did learn that also is that out of, of every musical that Stephen Sondheim has worked on, this is this has the most written music because even. Mm -hmm. There, are, there's underscore yeah. underscoring written into the script, which yeah, I did not know. Almost about. more like an opera, which is why occasionally, like, opera companies will do this, and it, you know, and it's not, it's not poo pooed, it's not frowned upon. That it was, it was from, it came from Victorian serial fiction hmm. in 1846. Um, sorry, I'm having <laughs> a moment over there with your glasses. <laughs> uh, and before it was even finished, before the serial had even finished hmm. in um, being published, this guy named, I didn't write down his name, someone Bond, uh, that was the playwright, uh, wrote the play and, and ended it the way that he, I guess, decided to end it because the serial, whoever was writing the serial hadn't actually finished it yet. Hmm. And then, so that was in 1847. So literally a year with within a year of the, the character first being introduced, et cetera, uh, there was a play written about it, which was very, very popular. 
Um, and then uh, Sondheim adapted it in 1979, mm-hmm. which I think that's also, you know, you can definitely feel that uh, era, I think, mm. you know, um, although. How so? I don't know. It feels a little more timeless to me, actually. Oh, I. you think so? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't strike me as like in a very, oh, I, I more so like than like company. I'd be, I'm like, oh yeah, that feels like of a very specific time. But Sweeney feels like sort of timeless to me. I mean, well, I, I mean, have you, have you seen Angela Lansbury's performance? Of, I have uh, not seen Angela Lansbury's Worst performance. I did London? listen, I did listen to some of uh, that on Friday though. Because yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm sure she was amazing. There's no yeah. question in my mind that yeah. she was amazing. But I was listening to the guy, and I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't even listen to his voice. Mm. It was like nauseating. It's, it's me. just so shocking to me on so many levels. Just given that that like this musical is so dark. I and, know. I mean, we write weird, dark stuff. Like I know, I know. Um, I honestly like. I was just trying to think of like. I always think like, would you go see that if X was in it? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I just can't think of anybody that could be in the show that would make me want to go see it. Hmm. But yeah, I'm not. I mean, that would be fun. I mean, I love it, Matt I Doyle. I love Matt Doyle. And I was like, mm, it's still, that's it was a not, lot. I think they had a couple different Sweeney's at the Borough Street. They did. They did. They did. Uh, they did. I saw they did. Norm Lewis. I mean, I didn't. I Norm can't Lewis, say, the, yeah. the like comedian from Saturday Night Live. No. Melissa. Oh, that's Norm MacDonald. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, did I get his name wrong? Um, all right. I don't know. Should I, should I, did I say anything about when it was, I guess we should say at least a few things, right? It was, uh, music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and a book by Hugh Wheeler. Um, yeah. Um, but it opened on Broadway in 1979 and in the West End in 1980. It won the Tony Award for Best Musical wow. and Olivier Award for Best New Musical. It has since had numerous revivals as well as the incredibly unfortunate film adaptation that I mentioned earlier. How long did, you, did it say how long it ran on Broadway? Um, it might have 70s? said, but I actually did not write it down. Hmm. I mean, I, I generally believe it was one of Sondheim's more like success, it, successful. I think commercially, like, yes. Runs, I definitely think commercially. It's not really the trajectory of his work usually, where it would kind of like not necessarily do well commercially. But yep. then, like, become beloved and be done a thousand times over. Yep. Yeah. So, wait, uh, was anyone of note in? Did you only see it at the Barrow Street, or did you see it somewhere else also? No, I uh, I had seen that uh, John Doyle production. Oh, you saw? Okay, you, you saw the one the where they played the. Ugh, where Jesus actually, Christ? Actually, the gentleman like two seats to my right was like sleeping through large portions of the performance and like snoring. Chris was like elbowing I, him. But, well, this is uh, the other gosh, thing. Maybe it was you. This is the <laughs> other thing that I um the, when I, when we saw it in London, I uh, when when I saw it in London, um Brandy was there, okay. John was there, and some lad that Brandy had met like on the street or something. Oh my god, that sounds very on brand. So we all <laughs> go and have like two enormous beers, like two like massive pints of beer prior to getting happened. into the theater. And I don't know if you remember, but the first mm-hmm. act is basically an entire musical. It's yeah. like an hour and 47 oh, yeah. it's minutes. Not, it's not brief. And we were sitting <laughs> in the middle of the aisle and Brandy and I both were like, I honestly thought it was like the it, time yeah, that you like, and I had gone do, to see Camp Wanatachi. Oh, is that what the name of it <laughs> was? So. Oh, yeah. There was... And we thought we were going. I mean, I was just like, I'm going to piss myself yeah, this is right what's here. This, like, is this is what is, what is going right to now. happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I still to this day have like psychic scars from that. What was the name of the musical? Again? I think it was like Camp, Camp Wanatachi yeah, or Camp Wanatachi something. Yeah, off Broadway. I seem to remember At it was like La Mama. It was like an all lesbian it, summer camp or um, something. It what? was not an all lesbian. Okay. <laughs> it was an all women it. summer camp, Why and there think? was a secret, oh. you know, lesbian blossoming that well, was happening. Spoiler, at the camp. spoiler alert! Um, I love the fact that it. No, obviously, all it was a lesbian. secret. <laughs> it's, it's a lesbian summer camp. Well, it sounded weird Young as girls. I was saying it, but it also seemed <laughs> totally plausible for like an off-Broadway musical. But yeah, so I think you and I had consumed like four martinis. Was that what it was? I it, it was beer. No, oh. it was four martinis. Was we went to my more irresponsible. We went to Urge, and it was happy hour, so Mm -hmm. we got a martini, and then we realized that we got two, and then we decided, you know what, let's just have one more for posterity's sake, which then again came with another, so we had four martinis, barely made it to our seats. And there was no act break. There was no act break. Which we didn't realize. There was no exit without having to walk onto the stage. Because the stage was like... (laughs) was at level and then the seats were like raised Raised, yes yeah and they had a a a a barrier built into the rake yeah so you would have so within 15 to 20 minutes tim's looking at me like i have to pee and i'm like no 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 i have to pee and this is like 15 to 20 15 to 20 minutes into a 95 minute minute show. show so at one point he's like i He's like, I have to climb over you. And I'm like, you can't. Like, because to, to my right was like, the like you, there was like a 12-foot drop-off or something. I was like, no, no, no. Trust me, you literally can't. I was can't. convinced that I and could then, do it. And, then, and we, yeah, you would have had to have walked like through the action of the musical. So I, I honestly don't know how I did not wet my pants. And but then, I know that as soon as it was over, we basically like we, sprinted. We sprinted and... Even I can't remember who was allowed to go first, but whoever was on the other side of the door was still in the same exact (laughs) agony. Agony, yes. Yeah. So to this day, every time I go to the theater, well, I usually find out is there an act break, and then uh, with Robert accordingly. Well, yeah. We usually drink very minimally. uh, See if there's an act break, and then as I always say with Robert Merrill, I always like panic pee. So I'll like go right before, and it's because of that experience. Yeah. I tried to go to the theater like super dehydrated so that even if I had a drink, I it, mm. it won't come out. Um, all right. Well, this right. is uh, the end of our first episode of Whatever. our podcast yeah. that has no name yet. Mm-hmm. But as we said earlier, by the time you listen to it, it'll have everything. Okay. Have a wonderful musical day. I'm going to eat these pop now. Okay. Goodbye. There is